6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. It is that uh, that big watch party. Your chance, pay $5. You can go in and watch the game on the big screens in there, uh, in the arena itself, in the bowl. Uh, the, all the other events that you see during home games not happening today and tomorrow. There were still a few tickets, uh, $5 tickets left to get in there about uh, 90 minutes ago. So uh, check that out, ticketmaster.ca if you want in. You can also buy uh, tickets for the watch party inside Rogers for uh, Sunday's game as well. They're on sale right now. Well, our next guest, as we count down to the game tonight, game three, about four hours away, the city just vibrating. Our next guest has worked in sports media on and off for more than three decades. He's covered and worked for the Oilers as well as the Calgary Flames and the Winnipeg Jets. You name it, he's pretty much seen it or covered it, including many Stanley Cup finals. He is now director of podcast and audio production at Road 55, Bryn Griffiths. Hi, my friend. (laughs) I clearly cannot hold a job. (laughs) What's up with that, Bryn? Hey, listen, I like to move around. I've always liked that. If there's a new challenge and something new and exciting, I go. Note to self, I will play Rolling Stone next time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. No, hey, listen, four hours to game time, I'm vibrating because I'm on my ninth coffee just to get me to 8 o'clock tonight because when you get a little older, these 8 o'clock starts are a killer, but I'm I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to it. You know, Bryn, I'm excited that I'm going to be able to watch an entire game tonight because I haven't been able to do uh, the last two. I've had to, you know, call it quits at about uh, the you know, going into the third period. Your thoughts yeah. on what you're seeing so far? Well, I, I it's funny. The, the first game reminded me an awful lot of the four-game series against the Winnipeg Jets last year. It was their goaltending just a little bit better than our goaltending at the end of the day. And, you know, although we had the Mike Smith faux pas late, but there were other issues with the hockey club, I felt, in that first game. But it reminded me so much of the Jets series. I thought the Oilers and Jets played really tight last year, but Winnipeg got those breaks uh, that you work for and uh, won that series. And I was beginning to wonder whether or not it was going to be a repeat this time around. Mm. But then Connor and Leon, and in particular the third and the fourth lines, really picked it up big time and and were able to take over the game physically. And Mike Smith was really solid. And and the crowd really helped power the players through too. So I I think that they've got uh, certainly got some momentum. And I'm not a really big fan of momentum or, or a, you know, I think momentum changes really dramatically through a game and mm-hmm. through a series, but they've got it going right now as they hit in LA tonight. Yeah, take a look back at this, at this career of yours. I mean, as I mentioned, you, you worked for and covered uh, the Edmonton Oilers, uh, so yep. the Flames, the Jets as well. When it comes to the Oilers, I mean, you've seen some, you've seen some highs, you've seen, seen some lows. Uh, what do you, what did, what's one of those memories during your time that you think Think, oh my gosh that was pretty amazing well you know it was it, it, from when I worked in the media uh, obviously the uh, career highlight for me was following them home and away in 1990 when they won their last cup mm-hmm. because you get a chance to travel on the plane with them you get a chance to talk to the guys a lot it's kind of surprising I was working obviously for a radio station in the market there were not as many stations you know, then as there are now. And it took me a couple of minutes to recognize that these guys listened to me. And so they were, kind of, they were a little bit, you know, in awe of me as I was of them where you're a little, you know, it was, it was kind of a, a neat situation, but 
I really got to know a lot of those guys in 1990 very closely, and we're really good friends now. But that that would be that'd be one major highlight. But when I worked with the team for five years in media and public relations and community relations, I traveled with them in the playoffs, and I was just thinking about this on the drive home today. And I remember it would have been May 6th, uh, sorry, May the 4th, 1998. The Oilers beat the Colorado Avalanche in a game seven. And uh, during that series, uh, the series had opened up, obviously, in, in Colorado. And uh, and we were noticing uh, as we were sitting down by the benches for the morning skate that the benches didn't seem to be the same. <laughs> and and uh, I, Glenn Sather was there. I was standing down there with a few other members of the organization. And we looked over at the avalanche benches, and there was these racks that would hold the Gatorade bottles. Well, we had the racks, and they were jutting out into the area where the benches were, but the avalanches were tucked inside the board, so they weren't in the way when guys were jumping over the boards to make those changes on the fly. Then the other thing we noticed was our bench was maybe six inches closer to the boards than the avalanche benches were. And so we got the tape measure out, and sure enough, I guess maybe that's home ice advantage, but yeah. the the Oiler bench was way closer to the boards than the Avalanche one was for those quick changes. And I, I can assure you that by the time it came back to Edmonton for game number six, the benches were equal. Well, you know what? It's Brent. Brent, it's funny that you bring that story up because I had Coach Ron Lowe on this morning, or yeah. just off the top of the show. I and missed he, it, and he told the same story. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Because we were talking about what happened at CryptoCenter.com yeah. there today. They wouldn't turn yeah. the lights on or put the goal, you know, and, I, and I, all those little things, right? Just trying to get oh. under the skin of the team. Yeah. The, the other thing, too, and, uh, you know, just chatting earlier, the one thing when you work for the organization, we, we played the Dallas Stars a ton in the late 1990s to the point where nothing irritates me. It still irritates me now, and it's not even in the same arena. <laughs> but that horn in Dallas still <laughs> drives me crazy. You know, you'll be watching a game, even if it isn't the Oilers playing the Stars, if it's Dallas and they score and I hear that horn, it just I can feel, you know, the, I can feel the hackles on the back of my neck go up a little bit. <laughs> it's just it, some things just some things are very effective at getting under the skin of opposition players and for me, I didn't play. I was just watching and, and working for the organization, but I still hate that horn. Bryn Griffiths joining me this afternoon. Bryn, let's talk about the fans. I mean, the fan yeah. base in this community has been outstanding for decades. And, um, yeah, have you seen it change much? Yeah, I think, you know, when I think back to it, and I grew up here, and I went to the games with my dad, and one of my life highlights was being in the building when they won their first cup with my dad. I wasn't even working in the business, but and he passed away a few days, a few years later, but that's still one of my memories. But the one of the things, when you go through that Gretzky era, is that they were always expected to get to the final. Yeah. So the anticipation level, it was kind of like just another ho-hum series <laughs> before we get to the final. We become very spoiled. Then you go through the 1990s, which some of mm -hmm. us refer to as the gory years, not the glory years, <laughs> and you know where you had to work for absolutely mm -hmm. everything. And so it kind of charged you up a little bit. Now through the 2000s, it just seems to me like the fan base is, 
hypercharged up about everything. I don't know if there's a social media component and, and, and the way the team is covered. It's just covered so differently and so widely on different platforms that, that it just seems that the, the, the diversity of the crowd has changed. The age of the crowd has changed. Everybody now wears a jersey. It's great yeah. to see the whole building in orange. And I, I think that the, the buy-in has always been there for the Oilers, even when they were the Alberta Oilers back in the World Hockey Association. Yeah. But now people aren't afraid just to get involved. And I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Bryn, have you, have you been to a game in the new Rogers place? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, numerous times. And, you know, and, and you, can, I, I know you can't go. It's a, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous building. But when you yeah. look at that old building, I mean, the stories that it could tell. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, the, the other career highlight or life highlight for me was being there when Wayne scored his 50th goal yeah. in 39 games. And, and we were there, and he was five behind the, the, uh, the mark at that point, And he got two quick ones against a good friend of mine, Pete Peters, who lives in the area. And uh, I turned to my dad and I said, he can get five tonight. And my dad thought it was crazy, but I was a kid. <laughs> so, of course, you're thinking that way. But the building had, had great jump. Uh, it was time, obviously, for the change as far as I'm concerned because yeah. I love the new building, but it's just different. It was, uh, you know, those old barns. And I'm lucky because I was able to get to five of the original six wow. buildings. The only one I never got to is the Olympia, but I'd been in all the other ones. And those old barns were, were fantastic. But... You know, time moves on, right? We all do. And uh, I just, I think that the place we got going here, it's its not, I don't think it's quite as loud as the Coliseum used to be, but it's pretty close. Oh, you just threw it down. You threw it down, Bryn. Those listening, we're going to take up that challenge. I have to leave it there this afternoon. Yep. Thank you, my friend. Great talking. Enjoy the game tonight. Yeah, you too. Let's do this again sometime soon. Bryn Griffiths joining us this afternoon. Covered the Oilers, worked for the Oilers, covered the Flames, uh, covered the Jets, covered Stanley Cups, you name it. Countdown as we get closer and closer to game three. In round one, your Oilers taking on the Kings tonight.